www.cliffcentral.com. Hey, 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 you're listening to Students Uncensored with Ruby Chiquiri. I, of course, am Ruby Chiquiri, and I am 20 years old, studying at the University of Cape Town. Joining me in studio today is the radiant and charismatic Zanele Zimu. Hey! The intelligent and very handsome Arjun Agawal. Oh, thanks. (laughs) And the beautiful and thought-provoking Neo Mechale. Yes, girl. (laughs) Yeah. How's everyone doing today? We chilled. Mm -hmm. Is it a good day? It's a chill day. It's a beautiful day. Summer. It's hot. Yeah, it is hot. Uh, So the topic of today's show is an open letter to the Department of Education. So today we will be focusing on how school, specifically high school, could have better prepared us for university and life. So I think that's a very, you know, important topic mm-hmm. since, yeah, I think, you know, we're two years out of high school and there's a point where you have to say, how do we improve things for the people that are going into the high school system now? How are we making things better? How are we mm-hmm. reflecting on our own experiences and improving it for the next generation? Because I just feel like, what's the point if we don't try and better things for the next generation? Mm-hmm. What do you think about that, Arjun? No, I think I completely agree with you, and you're very correct in saying that. And I think us as sort of the guinea pigs um, through, I think in 2014 we wrote CAPS, if I'm not wrong. Yes. Um, and we were the guinea pigs through that system. And I think everything we've experienced thereafter has taught us so much so that we can try and improve the future. Because the future has a huge potential, I strongly believe, especially in this country and Africa as a continent. And if you don't tackle it correctly, you may just be left in a limbo and a loop that that just keeps on running, keeps on repeating and not actually growing. Yes. And education is one of the most important factors of ensuring that you grow. Yeah, I think yeah. that definitely is important. And today we have different perspectives, um, mainly from students who have gone straight from high school mm-hmm. to university. So none of us have taken a gap year. None of us have taken uh, time out of school mm-hmm. to work or gone straight into the working field from high school. So I think we're all definitely, you know, lucky and privileged enough that there were funds in whatever, you know, sense yeah. they came from um, that we were able to follow the path that we have. Yeah. You know, a lot of people would like to follow this path. Mm-hmm. I would just like everyone to mention what they are studying and where they are studying. So now, ladies first. <laughs> um, I study at the University of Johannesburg. Um, I study strategic marketing communications and I'm in my second year. So yeah, it's pretty cool. It's a really cool degree. Awesome. Yeah. And how about you, Zani? Uh, I study at the University of Cape Town Woo! with Ruby. Uh, I'm, I'm studying uh, BCom Finance and Economics. Hello, hello. And next year <laughs> is my last year. Hopefully. Yes, hopefully. It will be. Yes, it yes. will. 2017 is our year. Well, let's wait. Let, let's <laughs> <laughs> we all said that about 2016. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we could only try again. <laughs> so we just, let's take it slow. Okay, so um, I'm studying at WITS. And for all those that may think this is a chick speaking, it is a 
guy.、Um, I get that a lot. I thought I should clear it out.、Um, I'm studying a BCom with a double major in finance and economics, just、wow. like Zani.、Yes. Mm-hmm. Want to become an investment banker? So yeah, yeah,、Ooh. that's awesome. Um, I'm studying at the University of Cape Town, same as Daniele. Yes.、Daniele. And I am studying BCom Philosophy, Politics, and Economics. Ooh, yeah.、Uh, none of my family really understands where I'm going with this degree, <laughs> but <laughs> we'll see how it turns、You're、out. For president. <laughs> so I'd just like to start off、um, by asking everyone, going around the table, what are the two words you would use to describe your academic year of 2016? So specifically. Adjectives to describe academic year. Arjun, learning curve, and intriguing. Okay, how about you, Zani? Who very challenging、mm-hmm. and a bit traumatizing.、Mm-hmm. Just, just slightly, <laughs> just a bit, just slightly. a pinch of traumatizing. Yeah, just a, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and how about you, Nell? Um, for me, I'd say. I think people in my class would understand. Apply and learn.、Mm. Yes, apply and learn. So, oh, but hashtag featuring understand. Yeah, that too, because、mm. it plays out most importantly in everything you do. Yeah, so definitely that. I think my two words would be challenging,、mm-hmm. same as Anele, and interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's、definitely. been a very interesting year academically. I think second year. Gets more in depth,、mm-hmm. and then first year, yeah, like first year you could learn like maybe two days or a day before, yeah, <laughs> like two days or a day before. Whereby second year, no, I think it's like it's like like matric, right? After matric, we got into first year. In first year, we're like, I wish I was back in matric.、Oh. Second year, you wish you were back in、yeah. first year. Yeah, that's very true. I feel like it's a part two of everything. Like,、yep. you need to remember what you did last year. It's not like in high in like high school where like okay.、Um, Okay, third term is done. I mean, yeah, third term is done. Fourth term, we just need to remember everything.、Mm. The third term, with varsity, everything that you did, even in first term. I mean, definitely first term, second term, first semester, second semester, it all counts. I mean, it's、mm. constant learning and、definitely. revising.、Mm. Yeah, I think yeah, <laughs> university is an interesting, interesting、yeah. space. Um, so we all obviously went to high school. Yeah, and you know we can mention our. Relevant high schools, but how was your experience at high school in a nutshell? So, if you could just summarize it into a sentence, how was your high school experience, Zanele? Wow, my high school experience. Okay, let me see. <laughs> I know it's something to think about. Yeah, it is something to think about. <laughs> I put you on the spot. Like it was good,、mm. but it was also just. Let me say it was okay.、Mm. It wasn't the best, okay, you know, but it wasn't the worst experience. But it was okay. All right. Yeah. And which high school did you go to? I went to St. Peter's College、mm-hmm. in Sunning Hill.、Mm. Shout out! Shout out! Shout out, guys! <laughs> <laughs> And how about you now? Um, I went to the National School of the Arts.、Mm-hmm. Yes. Shout out! Shout out! <laughs> <laughs> um, I could say it was a very unique. And challenging experience、mm. because it is it helped me realize how much you needed to grow because it was a different school it was a unique school、mm. because I feel like we focused on something that everybody needs to do which is self expression and I yeah feel、like、people you know are very limited sometimes and feel like okay I I don't know I don't know how to express myself、mm-hmm. and 
whereas in that small environment, we were able to express ourselves in ways where we were accepting to one another. And, you know, going outside and being in university feels different because you're just there like, oh, my goodness, like I'm different and I can see that. Yes. Yeah, it was different. But it's always good to stand out. Definitely. Definitely. I'm... Oh, yeah, I'm excited for the next answer because Arjun and I went to the same high school. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, we'll see if we had the same experiences. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, for me, it was okay. I'll sum it up in three parts: a lot mm-hmm. of drama, a lot of learning, mm-hmm. and a lot of competition. I think it was just one of those facets of your life that you have to go through, mm-hmm. and in incorporated within that were all these different factors. So, I mean, I don't know if Ruby agrees, but sure, we got a a really good education. But there was just so much else going on in the background that it was difficult to always keep in tune with with yourself. Like You couldn't always stay true to yourself. But it, at the same time, taught us some of the most valuable skills that we use today in varsity, in life, through communicating. So, I mean, I think it was just one of those, you know, phases of your life that you kind of had to go through. Mm. Mm. And which high school did you go to, Arjun? Hmm. I wonder. (laughs) College Sanson. Shout out. Shout out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think I've actually been thinking about this a lot over the last few days. Yeah. And when I went to uh, Crawford College Sanson, I'd moved there in grade eight. Um, I just come from Crawford Lone Hill. (laughs) And it was very challenging because I had a lot of family issues going on at home. Mm And it was a new school. And I think in grade eight, I was very confused about who I was as mm. a person. Um, I was very focused on what people, what people's perceptions were, you know, of me. So I think at the beginning, it was a very, um, yeah, challenging and very introspective time mm-hmm. at high school. But I think for me, I focused a lot of my attention on academics and academics wise, my experience at high school was, I think, fantastic. Mm. I mean, I think we had great teachers, we had great resources and definitely very privileged to go to, you know, the high school that I did go to. Thank you to my parents. Shout out, shout out. (laughs) But um, I think now after high school, I'm realizing that we were in such a bubble of private school and such a bubble of rich people who saw certain perspectives but weren't open to a lot that I'm now seeing and discovering at university. We were were like, all of us felt the sense of of gratefulness and Mm. privilege, which we still do to today. Yes. But it's that sort of, um, what do you call it? communal upbringing that that is funneled into you Mm. when you're in a community like that that sort of builds a chinese wall between yourself and the rest of the world yes it's like you're in a sense of utopia you know like we had everything we wanted lie like if you were if you had to say i'm going to a private school or something everyone would be like oh my gosh she's better than us we're only going like i don't know there was this thing of like there was this hierarchy that a private school was better than a public school that if you went to a private school you were a better person which is sad it is sad and it's not always true to be honest well i feel like in my perspective i went to a 
I don't know. I don't know if I should call it a semi-private. Um, it was more so a government because I went to a school with people who had different backgrounds. Yes. And I'm grateful that mm-hmm. it taught me that because I'm not saying that I'm the richest person. I could say I'm mm. most average. I could say, but I managed to see how people. You know, from different backgrounds, from your Soweto to your Cape Town to your, you know, it's like a, the whole, it's like very a mini, diverse, very yeah. diverse mini South Africa in one space. Mm. But we all share the same passion, different but big dreams, mm. you know. So when I got to varsity, it managed to open my eyes in the sense of be accepting to everybody because yeah. everybody is big in their own ways, you know. And like, it's cool in the sense that um, if people want to succeed in doing well at school they know that they don't have to be shy i can approach them easily and make friends that way mm, so definitely. that's what taught me about the difference in accepting backgrounds yeah and i think that's very important you realize when you go to university that there's mm. there are so many different cultural variations definitely. sexual variations you definitely. know things that you just weren't exposed to mm-hmm. in high school yeah, I think exposure is one of the most important things definitely. in this life and you how know definitely. you balance the exposure compared to what advice you're given to yes. yeah. is dependent on you because how you prepare yourself for the future is a big aspect especially in like getting lost in university because that's very very easy and the things you also hear about how peer pressure gets the maximum because mm. you hear it in high school is like oh, peer pressure I know myself I'm not going to get there but once you really get caught in the traps or mm. you have a lack of education of it then it becomes a problem so, mm. definitely yeah I think it also like pulls you away from communicating with other people because you're so used to your own circle, your mm-hmm. own sort of, um, what's the word? My apologies. Your own cult, so to speak, at, at, at whatever school you go to that when you go out, like I know we're discussing an open letter to, to the department. So like the whole aspect of communication, mm. I know our school had public speaking, things like that shouldn't be an extra. Yes, it should be mandatory. Definitely. Subjects, because you get, like you just mentioned, getting lost at university. Mm. Not only through your orientations or who you are finding yourself, but just simple, like, career problems or Mm -hmm. academic problems. You need to be able to communicate. And if you don't learn that in school, you can't. Like, even with career days, it only happened once a year. I feel like in high school, you need it more than once a year because you're trying to find yourself and you don't know what you want to do with your life. And the support, too. Yes, and the support. I'm really grateful that, like, you know, there were support systems in my school Mm -hmm. because, I mean, yes, you could go to your LO teacher or a teacher in that specific subject who mm. could at least give you advice. But that was up to you if you wanted to do that. Mm. Sometimes they throw hints at you and you'd need to be smart enough to hear what they're saying. Mm. So in the sense where um, it's up to you how much information you're willing to look for and how much you're willing to do to Definitely. make a better education for yourself. Because I feel like the journey that you choose is the journey that you take control of to some extent but believe in god or i I mean you can't you can't do that if you can't communicate your Mm. ideas effectively and so many people even today like in secondary varsity there's a presentation they're scared to get up and present because they have this this inner like i don't know demon would be the wrong word and you even get like people are getting getting a's Mm. but they don't know how to speak exactly and you need that when you get out of university that's that's Mm. the real world you can't presentation skills converse or communicate with people without having that that tenure too Mm -hmm. to do so 
Okay, so before we delve more into that topic, and I definitely agree with what you were saying now, like you're saying that in your experience in the school you went to, it was up to you to take that initiative. But I think, you know, that can become problematic because sometimes you don't know what you don't know. Mm -hmm. You don't know what you need, you know, and that's, yeah, I think that's where it becomes problematic because sometimes you just need a bit of guidance and a bit of steering into the right direction. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. Like I mentioned before that it depends on what advice you listen to. Yes. I mean, depending on how you ask from it and who you ask it from, you should know how you're going to take it and how you're going to use it. Mm. So, for example, like with me, in terms of what I wanted to study, I know I had a deep desire to continue with drama because I was like, <laughs> you know, I mm-hmm. love it. And it was more in the sense of my dad and my mom would say, you know, you, you're a very creative, bubbly child, but we see you more in the sense of marketing communication. Mm. And I didn't agree because I was like, no, maybe I want to do journalism. Yes. Maybe I want to do politics or maybe I want to be something else, you know. But I began, once I took their advice and I began to see, okay, maybe this is the right step in the right direction. It really opened my eyes to the fact that everything that I wanted to do is incorporated in one. So mm. That's good. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Uh, so, Zani, yes. I wanted to ask you. On a scale of 1 to 10, mm-hmm. how well did your high school prepare you in terms of communication skills? Whew. Okay, let me think about this. A 6. A 6. A 6. Okay. And that's because I took public speaking. All right. Yeah. Because English, like you'd have a speech, I think, mm. once every semester, every term or something. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, every now and then, those <laughs> dreaded days. Yeah. <laughs> every now and then, there were those dreaded days. Like, mm. yeah. But... It's because I took public speaking and because I took drama. Yes. So that prepared me. That helped me. But if I didn't take that, then I think I'd be like shy. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Or just not confident in yeah. your speaking. Yeah. That's the you thing. Know? Definitely. Um, and how about you, Arjun? In, on a scale of one to ten, how well did school prepare you for time management? Oh, wow. Okay, well, I made it early to today's show, so. <laughs> yeah, that's a tick. That's, that's a first. That's, I, I'll, I'll be honest, that was a first. No, I'm joking. Um, in terms of, like, preparation and planning, I think mm. all our all our teachers, our, like, administration at the school, yes. it was very um, professional in the sense that it was expected of us mm. to make sure that we knew when something needed to be done and we had allocated enough time to ensure that it was done. That's my personal opinion. Like I, it, it was, although it was the, the onus was on us. Um, it was something that we all aspired to in a sense that we needed to make sure that certain things needed to be done by certain times in order for us to be prepared for certain activities, events, tests, exams, the likes. Yes. Okay. And drawing it back to now, in t- on a scale of 1 to 10, um, I know you had touched on this topic earlier, but how well did school prepare you for the diversity that you are now seeing and experiencing in life and at university? I think, I think a 9. Because mm-hmm. of the fact that I was in the drama department and, you know, we got to explore different characters mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. different backgrounds going mm-hmm. from Europeans to your Greeks to your South African Sophia towns and all those kind of plays. And then you get people in other departments like your arts, your dance, who also were very unique characters. So, and it also depended on the type of person. I like speaking to people like it's a thing I have. I can just go up to strangers and be like, hey, mm. you know. So it made me understand the different contexts and backgrounds. So I definitely say a nine. 
Okay. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, I would privileged. have very impressive. I feel very privileged. So. Yeah. What were you saying, Zani? You would have Sorry. said? I would have said three. <laughs> and why is that? Well, I also took drama. At least that helped because you had to explore different characters. Mm. Yes. But with everything else, uh-uh. You were with the same type of people mm-hmm. that, like, you know, the people that wanted to go study business, the people that wanted to be doctors. Mm-hmm. There wasn't this diversity. There wasn't a mix. Yeah, there yeah. wasn't this mix. That you experienced Which I would have loved To have experienced yes. Somehow mm-hmm. So St. Peter's You know <laughs> Do the right thing But I mean That's the reason why We've chosen this topic And we're doing This show today Definitely So that we can improve things yeah. yes. And really go back To our schools And say You know what We're two years out of university uh-huh. We were the class of 2014 This is what we have learned Thus far mm-hmm. And These are the solutions Or remedies We can give you To fix Issues yeah, that we have It's experienced. very important to provide the solutions I mean, yes. If we start listing problems This can go on until kingdom come yeah. mm. But the minute we start suggesting solutions That's when everyone will really start listening Because mm-hmm. this is coming from people that have been there Done that, so they have to listen mm. essence. Okay, well I definitely think it's time to Really dig more into our main you know, discussion today, mm-hmm. which is an open letter to the Department of Education. Definitely. So we're trying to get the attention of, you know, Blade Zimande, Angie Mochecha, and everyone that is relevant in those bodies and that can actually, you know, make sustainable and substantial changes to education in South Africa. Mm. And, um, yeah, so let's now discuss exactly how school could have prepared us more or better prepared us for university and life. So I know Arjun, you said you had a few thoughts, yes. <laughs> a few thoughts that you'd like to share. Okay. Well, for starters, I just like just now, right. You mentioned those dreaded days mm. in English when we had to do speeches. Yes. Well, I, I mean, I, we need, English yeah. was my favorite subject. I mean, so we all, I think we all, <laughs> all of us here, we did public speaking and drama. I did yes, as yes, well myself. You, you didn't do drama. You did public speaking groups. Or did you do drama? I did both. Okay. You did yes. do drama. Yeah. So, um, the, min- the minute you said dreaded, we mm. need to shift that focus, that mentality from mm. saying yes. those days are not dreaded days. Yes. Those are the days when I can truly be myself. Those Definitely. are days I can really show people that I can communicate. I can present my yeah, ideas. You are correct. People should be happy mm. that this day is coming up. So that could be a start. That's the same with just an outlook or that we have towards school. Mm. You know, sure. I know I was lucky. Like I have always enjoyed school. I don't think there was a day I was like, I don't want to go to school because I hate it. But I know a lot of people struggle with not enjoying, Definitely. you know, yeah, school. I down about this, actually. Yeah. yeah. I was, yeah, sorry. sorry uh, Arjun is very prepared. Dude, I, I, I was like, <laughs> so psyched for this. Okay. So this, I, I watched a video on Facebook, mm-hmm. right? It's, he's a video blogger and he's actually an activist. I'm sure you guys have seen his videos. I forgot his name. Okay. Um, but he does the most phenomenal videos. Yes. So what he did is he took the education system in the States to court in oh, his I video. Saw that video. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So, so the thing is, right? He compared the past to the present. He took a Mercedes-Benz car back in the 1900s, compared it to a Mercedes-Benz today. Yes. Huge difference. We can see it ourselves. Yes. He took cell phones and technology. I mean, the iPhone of 2007, just compared to the iPhone of 2016, is a major leap. Mm. He then took fashion, back in the 1900s to today. Mm-hmm. Then... He, the last picture, which is the most poignant and the most thought-provoking picture I've ever seen in my life, was a classroom in 1910 <laughs> and a classroom today. 
It's yeah. exactly the same. Really? Children's hands are up. Yep, you're right. Children's hands are up. There's a whiteboard. There's a teacher dictating in the front. Mm. There's not a single change in the past century in the classroom. But there have been so many changes in all other aspects of life. Yeah. So I go back to saying, how can we attain materialistic growth when mm. the most important factor of growth, which is education, hasn't grown at all. Yeah, I agree with you. Definitely. Even my mom was having this conversation with me the other day. And, I mean, she was like the class of 1982. Sorry, mom. She's still young. But um, she was telling me that uh, my mom learned to, um, studied in Zimbabwe. And she was saying the same curriculum that I learned in the 80s is what is being taught now now yeah like I remember why is that my I was asking my father like please could you help me with this maths problem and mm. trick thing he's like oh, okay here we go mm-hmm. like it's still the same mm. nothing has changed at all we yeah. need to be I think like more liberal and adaptive in the subject choices mm. made at schools because oh subject choice <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I feel like, Grade nine is too early to like choose. When we cho- yeah, that's yeah. that's yeah. another issue I it's had. It's too like, you, early. You don't know. You don't know yourself in grade, grade nine, nine. But so, you must take your career choice. You I, should at least be able to change by the time you're in grade like, ten or you people. Like people yeah, are just starting to hit puberty. How are we supposed to know ourselves by end of grade nine? We don't know our insides. We must know our outsides. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I um I don't know how your experiences were like everyone in mm-hmm. studio today, but. I know when I was choosing my um, courses in grade nine, yeah, it was very difficult because on one hand, I have my mom who's quite liberal and understanding and saying, do what you are passionate about. But on the other hand, I had my dad who was more, I, I would honestly say more traditional and mm. more, you know, black traditional mentality thinking yeah. where it's like, do the math do the science, yes. do what will actually get you yes. stable money and a job. And I, yeah, I found that very difficult. I mean, somehow, you know, my mom was able to sway <laughs> what happened. And I ended up doing drama and history and business and things that I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed. I was like, goodbye, science. And not saying that it isn't important and not saying that I wouldn't have worked hard to get the marks I wanted in the course. But sometimes there's... There's no point to doing what you think you will never be a part of mm-hmm. or that you don't ever think it will actually have any impact on your life or on your future. And Definitely. it's so unfair that so many children are forced into those circumstances because, as we said earlier, they have not been exposed mm-hmm. to opportunities that are there beyond math, science and accounting. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Zani? I really do agree with you. I feel like... Um, high schools, like you allowed to take, you can take your sciences, you can take your geographies, yeah. all of that. But I feel like they have, uh, like students should be forced to take something artsy just yeah, for self expression and Definitely. just to learn like who they are, mm-hmm. you know, and to learn how to be themselves. Mm. Like drama really helped me a lot. Yes. Yeah. Like even like, yes, we got into like character and you weren't yourself. But in varsity, I was confident. Mm. I made friends quickly. Mm. You know, it just helps with small little things. It's an outlet. Yeah. Because you're so busy in your academic career, you forget to like be yourself. Yes. And drama lets you just 
express no, free and express. yourself completely. Yeah. Definitely. So I feel like um, one artsy mm. subject should be compulsory. Like, yeah, it's quite interesting that yeah. we're forced to do math, science. That's the thing. You know, those type, and yeah. they are compulsories. Why can't, why why can't, can't we be forced drama? to do drama? Why yes. can't we be forced to do or, art? Or public, or public speaking. speaking. Yeah. Public speaking, debating. Yes. yes. <laughs> debating is so important. Okay, for that. Mm. And coming from a very grilling background of, mm-hmm. you know, Art is what you're here for, or your art is what you were here for. Not necessarily. Well, yes, your academics too. I mean, I'm. I was very fortunate enough to go to a school where they really cared about um, the education that they provided for us. Not mm-hmm. saying that, you know. I mean, I remember there used to be like kind of a war between the academic department and the drama and the other departments as well. Yeah. Because of how much time each one wants to, you know, spend with each person, mm-hmm. so that they're like, we want you to get the best of music or we want you to get the best of English as well so that when you walk out these doors because not everybody is going to end up on stage behind mm-hmm. the you know not everybody's going to do that because um, I realized that okay here it's a do or die and for us unfortunately we had to work with what we had so I would have loved to have very academic subjects in my school in terms of the fact that we were given such a small basket mm-hmm. I wish I could have taken consumer studies as well yeah. I wish I could have taken sport we had no sports at our school really? because of the fact that you know, our art took so much of our time. And we also had to juggle in our homework. I mean, I also had to juggle in JJC at some point mm. because that was an extra activity which was like beyond my school hours. But mm. I had to, you know, balance. That's when I learned balance because there was no time. So the reason why I said a nine in terms of like preparation and stuff was because we learned balance in terms of, okay, you've got school, which will be your job, for example. Mm-hmm. You've got your art, which will be something that's really important to you. The balance needs to be there. Yes. So if you don't know how to balance anything in life, you're going to crash and fall. You know. So yeah. very fortunate enough to have learned the balance so early. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and how about how school prepare? Yeah, I think communication is one of the most important. Yeah things that schools need to focus on because whether you are an actress Mm -hmm. or a comedian or the CEO of a tech company, there's going to be a time where you need to communicate and express your ideas Mm -hmm. and it needs to be eloquent and it needs to be concise Mm -hmm. and it needs to be strategic. Yeah. It needs to be strategic. You need to know how to get people excited. You need to know how to be emotive in your thinking, in your mannerisms, mm. um, in how you choose your wording. Because it's very important in how to know, okay, if I want Nell to do a certain thing for me, how do I approach it? Mm-hmm. If I want Zanelli to ho- help me with something, how do I approach it? If I want Arjun to do something on my behalf, how do I approach it? Yeah. And there's no way that you are going to appro- approach all those situations okay, in the same way. Mm, very yeah. important. Mm. And like um, Mark Zuckerberg, right? He's mm-hmm. one of the world's smartest and most intelligent intellectuals. He's an introvert. If you watch some of the first videos he uploaded on Facebook, you wouldn't want to listen to him. Mm. And now recently he just launched Jarvis. I mean, my dreams come true. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He just launched Jarvis. And if you see the change in him, he's learned how to communicate. He's learned how to choose his words properly. It makes such a big difference. And that just shows you how important it is no matter who you are, whether you're one of the world's wealthiest people 
or someone in second year in a university in South Africa, you need to be able to communicate. Definitely. I mean, mm-hmm. this is a bit of a touchy topic, Rubes, but standardized testing. Like, I know it's a long way and it's very idealistic to change that. Mm. But did you know that the person who created standardized testing said himself, these tests should not be used by anyone because they are crude, they are cruel, and they they will mentally destroy whoever Mm. takes them. Definitely. And it goes back to that video that we both watched. Yes. I I need to be on Facebook a bit more. Same. Shout out to my boo. Like, he actually showed me the video, and Mm -hmm. he was like, hey, look at this. This is, like, so revolutionary. And I was like, yo, that's so deep. Mm -hmm. And then um, I saw the metaphor he used of how a goldfish should be forced to climb out onto a tree. That's like not fair because like you know once yeah, in water the Einstein once in quote was it know? if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree it'll live its entire life thinking it's stupid yes wow, wow. that's exactly what <laughs> the test are doing that is powerful exactly really powerful mm. so yeah. I mean, we should rather shift to like real, like universities do this. This is where the big gap comes in Mm -hmm. from school to university. They should be real life practical tests, like application, like you mentioned, like learn and apply rather Mm -hmm. than just regurgitation of this theory that you, that you sort of take in within yourself. Like universities are doing this. They're shifting their focus from just regurgitation Mm -hmm. to actual application of the knowledge to actual practical Instances like I mean in finance, Zani, you can probably vouch for this. Yeah. Sure, we're taught equations and stuff, but, but in an exam, also- you're given a stock, mm-hmm. a legitimate stock on the financial markets, and you're told to work out and interpret, say, risk or return mm-hmm. based mm-hmm. on the formulas you're taught, and, and then you, speak about it. Yeah, speak about it. You told like, okay, should you take the risk? Should mm. you not? Definitely. And it's not something out of like it's not you're not just doing. Um, you're not becoming book smart. You're becoming street smart at the mm-hmm. same time. Yeah. Where in high school, it was, <laughs> high school was very book smart. Like you yes. just had to pick up a book, learn that whole textbook off yes. by heart, and then spit it out and then just forget. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it was pretty hard for me to adjust because I feel like I was more of a bookworm. Even mm. in high school, you know, I was more of a nerd, I could say, because I, I enjoyed like my books. I really did. So... um Going into varsity, it was more of the understand and apply and use practical examples. I'd learn the textbook and then I'd see my mark and I'd be like, uh, no, but I studied. Like, yes. Why did I get this mark? You know. Mm-hmm. But then when they're like apply by simply watching TV or going because my um, course allows us to use the internet and to well go into like for example your a basic tweet for mm-hmm. us to study a tweet and be like, okay, cool, this tweet was said by this person in such a way. How can we extrapolate? And apply it to, for example, the journalistic values. Shout out to Skylight. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> so how do you apply this journalistic value? Is it hard news? Is it soft news? So it's kind of that approach where you take what you learn in school and you apply it to real life. I can't watch a TV advert the same because I always have something to say about it. I'll be like, man, like mm-hmm. this brand could have communicated this in this way because you're always trying to be innovative to the idea so you know your creative the creativity mm-hmm. mindset shifts because it depends on you know like when you go into varsity when you have this mindset of okay i'm studying this because i want to become this then when they give you those skills it's like okay cool when i'm because i have the mindset of when i'm going to be sitting in my office one day creating an advert for this tv brand mm-hmm. i'll be doing this in this That's, way ooh. so mm-hmm. 
hey guys, I want to retire soon. <laughs> <laughs> I want to retire soon. You. So yeah, basically that's kind of the mindset. I feel like it's also important on your own mindset because yes. as much as the com- the commotion and everything is going on around you, it's never too late to improve on yourself because mm-hmm. my mom is such a significant example in the sense where we were studying the same thing, but she was honors and I was first year last year. So there was two students in the house and there was a teacher who was my dad because he studied, um, well, not studied. He was a teacher in the sense where he's taught marketing communications and other subjects as well. So it was a house with two learners, I could say. Mm-hmm. And now you get my mom on the one hand who's like, ah, oh, this TV advert could have been in such and such a way. And then you get me like, mom, nah, come on, come on. It needs to be like A, B, and C. So mm. It's never too late to improve on yourself. Mm-hmm. And at the time she was working. So now that she goes back into her job, she sees a better and a younger perspective. Yes. She used to complain of like, I feel like I'm the oldest in my class because they're these young people who take a fresh approach. Because, I mean, I used to help her with her assignments as well. Mm-hmm. So it made me realize that, okay, where I'm going is not too far. So mm-hmm. I was really privileged about that. So, yeah, don't be education. Everybody should be education hungry. Yes. I feel like yeah. People aren't education hungry because I feel like there's so much. Like my sister's an example where she moved schools because she wanted to achieve her dream of going overseas much Mm -hmm. quickly. So she moved from the government system to the Cambridge system, and I saw a significant difference because I saw that what she was doing is what I'm doing. So she did grade 10 and 11 in the same year, and she did her matric year this year. Shout out CBS. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, um, basically I saw this. I I looked at her business textbook, and I saw that it's similar to my marketing textbook. Well, my marketing communication textbook, you know. So it's kind of like, okay, let's pull up our socks, South Africa. We've got a huge potential. We've got creative minds. We should be hungry for the things that we're learning, and we should feel... Invited to come in Because like For example A friend of mine Studies in Botswana Well she Mm -hmm. lives in Botswana And she was telling me About how They get paid To go to varsity Yes And it's small incentives Like that But I understand The financial But like Mm. I feel like We should be invited We should not be Because I mean For my sister It was so sad Because For kids in the Cambridge system They get rejected Quite quickly Mm. In terms of application Like uh, For provisional uh, application for varsities because they're like no we have to give um way for uh what's this uh government schools first before mm. we can accept you so meaning mm-hmm. that they have to wait until like january only to to go and try and apply and then they get pushed away to private institutions you know what i'm saying or overseas because that's i feel like those are the minds we also need to bring definitely the economy and other mm-hmm. skill sets to the playground because i feel like south africa's got such great potential in yes. every way mm-hmm. if arts and culture could be pushed forward i mean that could maybe bring you know some way to mm-hmm. support a student somewhere. societal norms need to be broken like the word you said innovation mm-hmm. maybe we should implement an innovation like our in school yes. as a subject to to creatively open people's minds up Definitely. Because the minute you're ex- exposed, I think exposure, innovation, and communication are the three go-to words here. And I study communication. <laughs> and I feel like you shouldn't be mocked on it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it should, sh- like you shouldn't be graded. This whole societal, you know, mold that, um, okay, you need to be an engineer, a doctor, uh, uh, what other normal stereotypical mm-hmm. things are yeah, there? Engineers, so, um, lawyer. You, that's that's not how everyone want, needs to live. Like when I mentioned adaptive choices, people in the states, coding is a subject. Mm-hmm. When our our entire world is moving towards a digitized future, mm-hmm. yes. why don't we adapt our 
teaching and mm-hmm. our knowledge in that manner. I mean, Finland's banned all subjects. I don't think South Africa's ready for that yet. <laughs> but Finland, like they've they've gone ahead and taken every school subject out the teaching system, mm. so that individuals can learn themselves first, yes. learn what they like, and then pursue those mm. um, interests. I mean, we need to start, obviously, Rome wasn't built in a day. We need to start building a foundation. And those foundations start at at the lower levels. It's preschool and high school. Yeah, I definitely agree. Because building on what Arjun and Neil are saying is we need to create a culture of lifelong learning Mm -hmm. and exposure. You know, we, yeah, schools have to start helping us in changing our our perceptions towards education. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I want to just touch on a topic that Zanelli had mentioned earlier regarding yes, career days yes. and that they only happen every Once, so often, uh, yeah. you know, and they aren't in depth, they mm-hmm. aren't broad mm-hmm. enough. I think that definitely and it's only is something. for a certain grade. Yes, because I mean, if you think about it, if you ask many grade seven students right now, yes, you say, what would you like to do when you're older? And it will be the same. Rhetoric, it will be lawyer, doctor, doctor, engineer, definitely. You know, and it's like, why are grade sevens all still wanting to be Mm. lawyers? Then, when they get to university and have applied for law, I mean, I applied for law, Mm -hmm. what a disaster it would have been (laughs) if I had chosen that. But why is it that I always thought that was what I wanted to be? Why is it that just because I was a confident, outspoken child, that Um. everyone was like, You, Ruby, you are going to be a lawyer. Why is that? I feel like the reason everyone wants to be a doctor, a lawyer, an engineer is because we are taught (laughs) money. Exactly. It's this M word, money, M-O-N-E-Y, that rules the world. Everyone's taught, okay, if I'm going to be a doctor, then money's going to come. If I'm going to go into theater, money's not going to come, which is very sad. But career days help that, you know. I'm saying Mm -hmm. they actually... Make us think that because when you yes. go into the hall and the you know the mm-hmm. platforms are set up and you're like okay let it's, me walk around and see thing. like I remember our career yeah, day reinforces it it perpetuates they, the yes, norm like for our career day there was only one like stand for fashion and that that was it yeah and then everything else was like okay business and then you have your doctor then you have your engineer accountants yes yeah. accountants <laughs> definitely I have a serious gripe with that but we'll talk about it <laughs> some other I time I feel like the career days I'm exposed to were like more in depth in the sense where okay varsity mm-hmm. wise mm-hmm. varsity wise I feel like there was just like that informed perspective of like okay I'm here and I know what to do yeah yes back then it was very like touchy touchy on this like okay here's your norm 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 yeah. norm and one percent different I feel like I was that part of that Maybe one or two percent population that was like, okay, I know I'm going in this direction because yeah. of my mouth. But I feel like what high schools should do is that they should have like an arts career day. And then people go and then check it out, see what they like. And then maybe the next term, uh, like counting one, just like different oh, ones. Or, yeah, don't limit them. Mm, why don't they ask the students who they are trying to target? Yes. Mm. Say, which stands would you like at the career day Definitely. this year? Yeah. Ask us. Don't tell us mm-hmm. what careers we should be looking into. Mm. Ask us. I don't think we had a career day, to be honest with you, in high school because of the fact that it's like 
it's either you're in the industry or not. Mm. So it was only those two options of, okay, from here, I need to decide where I'm going, how I'm going. Because how I measured it was like, <laughs> in grade eight, I used to think, okay, I've got a chance. I can prove my, par- mm. I can prove my parents wrong. Mm. I can actually put bread on the table because of acting. Because they always used to have the mentality of like, yeah, you're good at it, but you can take it, you can take <laughs> you it off your degree. You can mm. take it off your degree. Because our know? parents were also taught that theater does not make you money. But you know what's interesting is that the same doctor or engineer yeah. that will tell you the arts aren't going to get you anywhere uh-huh. gets into his car yes, and he turns on the radio. And plays the music. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. He listens to the music mm-hmm. that is made by composers, and, and lyricists. The thing is, they have the audacity mm-hmm. to start insulting artists yeah. and mm. being like, no, that's not a real career. Mm-hmm. It's actually quite disgusting yeah. as well. Yeah, and I mean, if money is the issue, incentivize yeah. those degrees. Yes. Incentivize, like, Definitely. I mean, Gil Oved from the Creative Council, he's on Shark Tank right mm. now. If we can get innovative, like-minded individuals like that mm. who are industry-leading and mm. cutting-edge professionals to show us you, it can yeah, be done, you can incentivize everything we've mentioned. Mm-hmm. It's just that that mental block that mm. that's built into our society that no we need to do something that will make us money only and people go into these careers and hate it yeah they study accounting for four years and they're like okay and no, i actually hate this why did i do it oh because i'm going to get a fat paycheck at the end of the month which is very sad it is you're not what are you doing for yourself yeah, yeah. You, you but you have to, yeah you have to look at what the root of the problem is exactly. you know and, and it's, it's also from home yes it's like, from home it's from school from a very young age our parents say no you have to be a doctor that's gonna make you money mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and was, sorry you can continue um I was just saying that you were saying it's from home as well and I think mm-hmm. what schools need to do is to if they're parents or guardians in the children's lives. Integrate them more into the learning process. Yes, because but Mm. besides even parents' evenings, because that only comes every now and then, and it's more for the parent to tell the um, it's more for the teacher to tell the parent what is going wrong Mm. with their child. You know, with us, we were at my school. How it worked Mm -hmm. in order for us to get our reports, you had to bring yourself and your parent to the parent evening, and you had to go around each table to the teacher. Wow. So that is a great, that. great initiative. Yeah. So with that, I'll never forget my grade eight experience where for the first time, my mom brought me to parents evening and um, I had to go get my report. So my drama teacher, she was very passionate about me, but the thing is she was very strict. So in the sense where we'd sit and then I would be sitting and then mm-hmm. be like, yeah, I'm proud of my 60. You know, I, I, I'm not the best, but I'll get there. You know, I'm still trying. Yeah, they shouted at me, both tag team. They were going one hand. They were like, you need to improve because you're better than this. You need to do this because mm. you're better than this. It's not necessarily to hurt my feelings, but more in the sense of to help me pick up my socks or to help me realize what I'm doing wrong. Wake up to the core. And from that moment on, it was just like, okay, I'm going to prove you guys wrong. Yes. I know I'm a shining star. I'm a shine brighter. Mm-hmm. So. Shine bright like a diamond. <laughs> <laughs> in the house. <laughs> so, that that process, I was really grateful for it. And then, like, I saw a difference in grade nine when my marks started to improve, like, dramatically. And mm. then, you know, it came to a point where, okay, I'm not supposed to say this, but, like, my dad would, like, you know, would go to one teacher, get the report, and then be like, oh, no, she's doing great. Like, she's such a lovely student. Mm. Like, my dad would be like, ah, she heard everything. You're good. He'd go to McDonald's, buy me something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that hustle. was me as well. Dude, MACD's was awesome. <laughs> yeah. yes. Like, that when was the, the day reward. got your report, yeah. that was, like, Bless amazing. Bless my dad's soul for buying me McDonald's, because... <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I wouldn't have to go around every table because it would be consistent. I'd know that, okay, I have to change my behavior because yes. then it's going to be grilling hours because then they'd have a list. They'd you know that there are repercussions. Oh, yeah. definitely, mm. definitely, like minor stuff in yeah. your life. <laughs> I think also something I've noticed now being at university that mm-hmm. school and specifically life orientation as a subject um, could have done better yes. was much. <laughs> yeah, a lot. But last year I wanted to apply for a leadership position mm-hmm. at university and this was in my first year and I was like, okay, what are the requirements? So they said, CV, uh, what are your leadership positions and you know, so forth and a motivation letter. And I thought to myself, I've never written a motivation letter. What? So now I had to go on to Google mm-hmm. and say, what is the format for a motivation letter? And I was thinking, why do I not know that? I'm 19 years old and I now need to apply for a position and I do not know how. Yeah. The other other requirement was writing a CV. I thought, I don't have a CV. Why don't I have a CV? Mm. I'm 19 years old. I want Definitely. to apply for a leadership position. Internships are going to come up that I need to apply for. You know, yeah. the degree is only three years. It runs by. You're going to, in, mm-hmm. you're going to need to apply for jobs. Why don't I know how to write a CV? And you think to yourself, there's going to be an interview. Have I ever been to an interview or how to conduct myself into, in, in an interview or how to dress and how, you know, how to change mm-hmm. my appearance or. Alish, yeah. Taught us that. Yes, like those are real life skills that we need. Mm. Like, like, although these opportunities don't exist in South Africa, I know Ruby and I were having this conversation a while back, where corporates don't take up internships as they mm-hmm. do in the states. They don't want to pay for the cost, and a but, lot of them do that because they don't want to have to train people yeah. about telephone etiquette, mm. workplace etiquette, how to navigate the working environment. I you know, things should like be that. taught to us mm. in school, and like, like with me, with my CV. Like, sure, you can go on Word, on Google, you can get a template. Mm. But I, like I mentioned in the beginning, I want to become an investment banker, right? So I made this CV of mine from a, mm-hmm. from a template I found. I had everything right. So I went to, to, went to a bank. I was like, can you please review it for me? And he said, okay, look, your CV is good. It's got everything, but bankers don't look at a CV like this. Yes. Bankers have a specific format for a CV. Mm-hmm. They are career-specific. And, and you really need to be exposed to that. Because just now... Fine, there's a great opportunity in varsity, whether you're doing accounting or whatever it is, and you go apply, and then your CV is not correct. Mm-hmm. And, and well, you're sitting there thinking, okay, what now? Yeah. That, that You shouldn't have to think that way. I, I'm, I just really feel strongly about that. Yes, I agree. I feel like because of, <laughs> maybe I'm speaking from a personal perspective of how much I've kind of, I'm a hustler. Um, I remember I wanted to, for example, I wanted to alleviate the cost of me going to a uh, matric rack, VAC. Mm-hmm. So what I had to do was um, basically apply for the job, meaning that I had to create a CV. And prior to that, I did uh, work for U Party as well. So that from an early age forced me like, okay, you need to wake up and you need to learn how to do A, B, and C. Mm. So it depends on how, what opportunities come to you and how they come to you. I remember I went to my LO teacher and I asked her um, because we had to apply motivational letters for applying for positions on the RCL in terms of, okay, why do you want to be this type of an RCL? or Why do you want people to vote for you in the sense? So you had to write necessary, uh, a motivational letter and also for applying at Rhodes. I don't know if anybody's applied to Rhodes, but 
Okay, no. For realizing you need a motivational letter. Yeah, you yeah. definitely need a motivational letter. So from that, and even for bursary applications, you need to learn how to do um, motivational letters. So it went, it depended, and my English teacher used to say, I'm available, guys, and if you need me, want to use me, I'm here. Because mm-hmm. she'd always use, say, for example, oh, no, I wrote Tandeka's motivational letter. I wrote so-and-so's um, motivational letter. I helped her with hers and hers. So, yeah, that's yeah. pretty much going to your English teacher Whoever you have, and like I said before, use we had to use what we had. I think that's up to everyone. So. Yeah, I yeah. think that's definitely important. And use also, what you have. Yeah, use what you have. And also, like, touching on the subject of LO, I know we briefly touched on sex education. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and I'm sure someone listening now would be thinking... Oh, that's a taboo subject. What does that have to do with school and curriculum? But the reality is that people are having sex whilst they're in school. People go to university and you have even more independence, even more freedom Mm -hmm. to do, you know, things that you want to do. And it's like if you aren't taught how to navigate the emotions, how to navigate the space, how to have safe, protected sex, that your life orientation teachers should have been drilling into you since... Mm -hmm grade six seven you know that we I, I know in our school we would briefly touch on sex education but it would be it, it wouldn't be focused on it wouldn't be mm. the most important point and it would be a taboo subject in the sense that you know we're talking about this because we have to yeah. but don't have sex yeah yeah yeah. We, we'd we'd bring, touch like, on a lot of things. We'd never actually delve into yes. details mm. and come up. Or they'd bring like a person in grade eight or nine to come speak to. Then it's done. Yeah, yeah. then it's yeah. that's it. Because I remember in grade seven, you know, they were like, yeah, there was always the talk. Mm. Yeah, so <laughs> then it's done. The talk, you never hear it ever again. People from they separate the boys and the girls, mm-hmm. which is a major problem. And yep, because I feel because like people. Yeah, they'd separate the boys and the girls And then they'd be like, okay So this is what it is This is what's inside of you This is how it's going to happen Done Never talk Don't do it Don't mm. do it mm. Come grade 9, same story Don't do it guys, please don't do it And I feel like it's more of a societal problem Because we all know But then things happen Yes So it's more a ta- Yes, like you mentioned, a taboo subject But we also need to be I feel like I don't know, like Varsities, by giving out Free condoms in the bathroom. I, I feel like the the whole approach of giving out free condoms mm-hmm. in the bathroom. It's more in the sense of we know you're doing it, but protect yourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I feel like now that it's there, we can't. Yes, we could, should continue saying stop, don't do it, don't do it. But at the end of the day, it's up to the person. We can't yeah. force that. I mean, yes. we as millennials, we want to live in an idealistic society. Although it's difficult. It can be done. And if anyone can do it, it is us as yes. millennials. So we need to like collectively start working and getting it done. I yeah. strongly believe. I think also, I mean, there's so much I'm realizing now to discuss on this topic. Definitely. And I definitely think we should do another segment of this. Yep. But um, one big thing that I would personally like to speak about is... You know, besides universities, um, I mean, high schools perpetuating norms of what it is to be successful, what it is to be smart. Um, one issue that I saw is I've always been a student that has excelled academically mm-hmm. and I have learned how to work hard. But now when I have been thrown into the university sphere, um, I've realized that it's not as easy as high school came to me yeah and i've had a lot of 
realizations that, you know, you're used to getting A's and then all of a sudden it's a struggle to pass a course. Mm -hmm. And that's something we have to speak to matriculants about. We have to say, yes, reach for the moon, work hard. This is how, you know, you get good marks. But we have to teach people how to deal with emotions. Part of education is learning how to deal with our emotions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Which I feel like in varsity, you have to choose. You have to choose between dealing with your emotions Mm -hmm. or doing well academically. Yes. In high school, we need to be taught how to deal with both. So in varsity, we do not struggle. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Mm. Because, I mean, it goes beyond even academic Mm. breakdowns or anything like that. Definitely. It also goes into people who now are living out of home and have to deal with a sense of independence that that they aren't Mm. comfortable with. Mm. It has to deal with mental illnesses that we do not address in high school. I do not remember one day um, of discussion about a mental illness. Mm. But now you get to university and you're like... Why am I unable to sleep? Why do I have insomnia? And then you think, I have three tests tomorrow. I am highly anxious. Mm. I might have anxiety issues. Mm. Why am I not able to communicate with my friends this week? Why am I mm-hmm. feeling so low? Why mm. am I having suicidal thoughts? And mm. you might de- be depressed. Yeah. And it's like teachers just kind of sideline that. They don't teach us about it. And life orientation is the subject that is meant, that is meant to do that. You know? I get you. Yeah. We're expected because of society mm. to, to do well as well as we did in high school. In university, when they're like a complete bridge apart. Yeah. I feel like there should be more counseling services available, like and I qualified counselors. Uh, <laughs> I feel like in the sense where yes, your allo- your allo teacher has to be like someone you're able to talk to, mm-hmm. you know, about you uh, uh, certain like things that you might be going on at home because a lot happens in like people's families, like especially mm. in high school, you could be doing your matric and then someone who you really care about passes on or something really yes. deep happens. Cause I can take myself for example, cause in the beginning of the year, our drama teacher asked us, what is your happy place you want to be at as soon as you get your matric results? And then I said, the one thing I want to do is be with my granny. And unfortunately, Aww. as I was writing my, um, June exams, she passed on. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. Well, well, she's an angel now, so yes. I appreciate that she goes everywhere with me. So, yeah, it's one of those things where you need to be able to deal with that pain. Yeah. And immediately after her funeral, I had to go and write an exam. So mm. it was one of those things of... How do you cope? How, how do, you do you cope? And yeah. I was in hostel. You know, it's 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 one of those things. I'm far away from home. I don't have anyone around me. They take away mm. my phone during study, you know? So, yeah, counseling services. Yeah, I agree. And I think just... um. You know, to end it off, I'll definitely just give a bit of a summary of what we've all discussed. But I'd just like to thank everyone for coming into studio thank today. Because, you know, this is just such an important um conversation to mm-hmm. have and it's a ongoing conversation. I think, you know, to the Department of Education Help us have a positive outlook on school Mm -hmm. Help us choose the right degrees Or career paths Give us more exposure Give us these innovation hours Or times to be free Mm -hmm. and creative Adapt our learning Decolonize our learning Let's adapt our curriculum You know, let's make life orientation A substantial And sustainable subject Let's not just make it an hour to waste time mm. because that is a lot of what it was. It was an hour Definitely. of time wasting and fun. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, that's what I'd have to say. And just listen to the students, help us cope with our emotions and prepare us for the real world and for university. I mean, that's all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank I would you, just like thank them you. to do. Thank you, yeah. So thank you for listening to Students Uncensored with Ooh. Ruby Chiquiri. Cliffcentral.com.